What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. All right, hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is still September 29th on Thursday. We just finished watching up Dolphins versus Bengals. Bengals win 27-15. to if you weren't listening or weren't watching, Tua Tagovailoa was carted out of the game after suffering a big blow to his head. He was tackled down and basically slammed, uh, basically slammed to the ground on his head. We did receive an update that he will be discharged from the hospital tonight, and it does seem like he's going to fly home with the Miami Dolphins. So that is good news. He does have feeling in all of his extremities. We're not sure about the long-term impacts, though, from having a second head injury so close to what appeared to be a head injury on Sunday, though whether or not it was actually a head injury on Sunday is a somewhat disputed fact. But best wish out for Tua. NFLPA is posting something now. Player health and safety is at the core of the union's mission. Our concern tonight is for Tua, and we hope for a full and speedy recovery. Our investigation into the potential protocol violation is ongoing. I was just about to say, literally, the NFLPA needs to be all over this. Yeah. Literally, just about, and then that that tweet pops up on the screen. That's hilarious. So, So there you go. Best wishes to Tua. Dolphins, however, dropped to 3 1. The only undefeated team right now is the Philadelphia Eagles at 3 0. They will be playing the Jacksonville Jaguars at home this upcoming week. Bergang. Bergang. And with that being said, we're going to hop jump in. on it. There yeah. you go. Let's do it. So, let you run through the first game there, Rich. All right. We'll start with the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. Vikings won 28-24. Um, Kirk Cousins with 18.3 points. K.J. Osborne also with 18.3 points. He caught the, uh, the game-winning touchdown there at the end. Adam Thielen, 18.1 points. Dalvin Cook, 13.6. And Alexander Madison, 11.4. Anybody notice a name that I didn't say? Uh, what? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, wait, did he have the clamps on him? I mean, it seemed like he was getting double and triple coverages rolled his way. and Jeff Akuda did a really good job of covering him, too, on single coverage. Yeah, yeah. Justin Jefferson's been getting locked down by top corners, so yeah. I don't know you know, what to really tell you other than that. I mean, Jeff Okuda did a good job on A.J. Brown, too. The other thing I saw, too, it was kind of interesting with the Vikings. All, all this offseason speculation was O'Connell's going to bring a more pass-heavy approach to Minnesota. They're actually running the ball more. Yeah. I think it was just a different approach where they were going to have more three wide sets, so you're going to see more of Theon and Osborne on the field at the same time, as opposed to a bunch of you know twelve personnel where they've got two tight ends out there. And we have seen a little bit more of Theon uh, stuff has been coming at the end of the games, almost in junk time, and they need to catch up. And like they've just realized, like, oh hey, throwing to Justin Jefferson hasn't been working. And we do have Adam Thielen. <laughs> yeah, KJ Osborne caught that big touchdown, or I guess it wasn't even a big one. He's a twenty-eight yard catch that it was his longest catch. He had five catches. For 73 yards on eight targets. So, I mean, I have KJ Osborne in Dynasty. I'd like to comfortably put him in my lineup. I can't do it at the moment. Now you're waiting on that. Wait, hold on. Before we go too fast, uh, we do have um, Dalvin Cook in the device, right? Back in the harness. Back in the harness, and it looks like he's going to play this week. Okay. In the harness. I'm myself. I'm I'm biased here. I'm playing against a team that has both Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. So I'm actually glad that Dalvin Cook is playing because my hope is Dalvin Cook goes in, he plays Dalvin Cook as a starter. Dalvin Cook gets banged up point during the game mm-hmm. and goes out. I yeah. I said banged up. I yeah, didn't yeah, say her. Just yeah. a re-aggravation, a slight and they say they I'll say, say let's scale week. it back, Dalvin, just like they did with DeAndre Swift yeah. in other games. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, on the Lions side, Jamal Williams was their high man. 24.7. Josh Reynolds, is his first name Josh? Yep. 15.6. 
Jared Goff, 13.88. Amon Ross St. Brown, 13.3. TJ Hawkinson, 10.8. The big stories coming out of the Lions side. DeAndre Andrew. Swift banged up. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown banged up. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson banged up. Josh Reynolds banged up, just in case you guys weren't aware. They none of them, I believe, practiced on Wednesday. Thursday, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift also did not practice again. I'm not sure about Josh Reynolds and TJ Hawkinson. I have to double check yeah, on those. That's been I have Hawkinson in Dynasty, and that's been his normal pro- progression and timeline this this year. He's been banged up a little bit. Did he, he practice he, today? That was my thing. That I'm not sure of, but he normally sits Wednesday and possibly Thursday, and then comes back. I'm saying it's really hard to tell for some of these teams, too. Like, I felt like the Buccaneers and the Colts sat a lot of people. Like, the Colts sat, like, everybody on Wednesday and rested them. You know, John, Jonathan Taylor was listed with a toe injury and rested, but then practiced in full today. Hawkinson was limited today. Okay, yeah. so he's upgraded. Yeah. So he's better. So, yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown did say himself it seems like it would be difficult for him to play through this injury. Yeah. He may be missing this week. I expect Swift to miss, too. Yep. DeAndre Swift, it's been floated. Dan Campbell said something to the effect of he might benefit from being out until after the bye week. So he could potentially be out for you know this week, next Multiple week, and then their weeks. bye would yeah. be the week after that. So you could be out him for three weeks. Why not see him again for a month? That being said, the Lions have not listed him as out. He's still questionable. Dan Campbell always left, left the door open and said that he would have to feel significantly better to play this week, which obviously means there's a slim chance, but he's still leaving the door open. There's a chance that you know DeAndre Swift all of a sudden just wakes up and is like, you know what? My arm don't hurt today. It's it's classic gamesmanship. They're going to make... Who the Lions play this week? Uh, but they're making them prepare for DeAndre Swift. Yeah. If you rule them out, they don't have to... They take them out. You don't right, have to worry exactly. about them. Now we focus on Jamal Williams and... They are playing the Seahawks. They don't need DeAndre Swift to beat the Seahawks. This they, is a game to roll out Jamal they, Williams. Yeah, whoa, but whoa, whoa, it, it's all part of, you know, the chess match. Right. Like, if you know you don't have to prepare for DeAndre right. Swift, you can focus on other things. But you doubt with Swift. the possibility that he's playing, you then have to dedicate time and energy to preparing for DeAndre Swift. Yes, I think the Lions have a better roster than the Seahawks at the moment. Yeah, they Smith should win that game. Center. They should. And the Lions have just been playing better, too. So, uh, yeah, so Jamal Williams is a starter. I think he's a low-end RB2 this week. I'm still in on DeAndre Swift for the season. Again, he's been banged up. I'd actually rather he's out for the next three weeks, just rested up and comes back healthy, Is honestly, at this point, as opposed to having him playing banged up. So yeah. I don't have Jamal Williams in the leagues where I have DeAndre Swift, unfortunately, but I do have other running backs I can use instead. So, again, Jamal Williams, RB2 going forward or until DeAndre Swift comes back. Craig Reynolds seems like he's going to get some work in there. You know, throw him on your bench if you've got a spot, but don't go out of your way to drop somebody for him. Josh Reynolds, I'm not buying. It's it's difficult to tell. I think if I have to choose, if I'm on Ross St. Brown, is out between DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds. I'm going DJ Chark, who has been more involved when all of them are healthy. That being said, it's not it's not in a ten team league. I'm I wouldn't I'd look elsewhere if I'm on Ross St. Brown is out as opposed to starting DJ Chark. He was saved with a big touchdown last week. Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you on pretty much all of that. Flip side of that. Justin Jefferson, you have him. You still got to roll out there and start him. You got to hope that the Vikings offense gets back on board. And unless you have the depth at wide receiver, where you're honestly have three other wide receivers yeah. that are and getting, you're, you are securely getting double digit fantasy, fantasy points. But again, I'm just saying because there's a situation where I have DJ Moore and T Higgins, and you again, I gave you the other guys I have with Christian Kirk, Drake London, and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. That's four other guys that I'm already yeah. starting over DJ Moore and have been 
outperforming T. Higgins to this point, mm, yeah. except until tonight, obviously. Absolutely. But uh, just an example of something like that. But yeah, just ro- th- rolling with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen's a flex play wide receiver. K.J. Osborne, I need to see more consistency from before I want to start him. Dalvin Cook, if he's playing, you're playing him, unfortunately. And Alexander Madison's his handcuff. There we go. Next game. We went too long on that one. Cincinnati Bengals versus New York Jets. I apologize. It was my fault, too. You're good. Joe Burrow, 23 points. Joe Burrow's bouncing back. He had another good game tonight in the Thursday night game. Threw for two touchdowns, I believe. Uh, No interceptions, no fumbles. Tyler Boyd had 20.5 points last week. Tyler Boyd occasionally have games like this. You still want T. Higgins and Jamar Chase over him. T. Higgins, 14.3 points. Samaj P. Ryan, 14.1. And Jamar Chase, 12.7. If you notice, Joe Mixon was absent from that list. He rolled his ankle in last week's game. They took him out and used Samaj P. Ryan because they were ahead and they didn't need to risk any further injury to Joe Mixon. He played tonight. He had 17 or so points. He did get into the end zone once. He was given several opportunities after that to get in, which he did not convert. I'm still, that being said, I'm still rolling with Joe Mixon going forward. For sure, for sure. And on the flip side of that, the New York Jets, Tyler Conklin, 16.4 points. He has been a, you know, top tight end play pretty much every week at this point. The problem is that Zach Wilson is back and healthy. He's going to be taking over for Joe Flacco this week. Is he still going to go to Tyler Conklin, or is he going to go to, who's the wide receiver, who's the tight end they brought over from the Bengals from last year? CJ Uzama. There you go. Excuse me. God bless you. Thank you. It just makes me nervous with these other guys. So I'll run through the rest of the players, and we'll say Brees Hall, 15.2 points. Garrett Wilson, 12 points. I'm nervous about Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall's target share with Zach Wilson coming back. Is he going to go back to Elijah Moore and Michael Carter because they were there with him last year and he's more comfortable? Also just nervous about the overall volume. I don't know if Zach Wilson is going to be out there throwing it 60 times a game. You know, not that, you know – Joe Flacco essentially was throwing 60 times a game because his average yard per attempt was five yards. So – you know, I feel like their yards per attempt will be higher, so they won't have to throw it 60 times to move up and down the field like they've been doing. And they haven't even really been moving up and down the field and putting up points like that. So Garrett Wilson, I'm nervous about. He's more of a flex play wide receiver this week. Brees Hall is a, a low-tier RB2 for me. I'd be fire. I mean, I'd just be firing him up. Where running back is so dead at this point. It's He's at least been getting more involved and more work and scoring more points over the past few weeks. And let me bring it up Let's right here. Up. Let's take a look. I'm sorry. Who? Brees Hall. I was looking at uh, I was looking at Tyler Conklin's stats after you guys said that. I was like, dude, what? Where, what? How was he tight end for? Tight end for. So Brees Hall, yeah, 10.1 points, 13 points, and 15.2 points. At this point, with the way running back's looking, if you're telling me I'm going to get double-digit points out of my running back, I'm taking that. So RB, low-end RB2 for Brees Hall with some upside. Again, the main concern is Zach Wilson taking over, and how does that shift things? Yeah. I think better. Could. I mean, the offense could be more dynamic, could lead to more scoring, more touchdown opportunities, or his targets that he's been getting. I mean, can we pull his his box score up? This past week, I think he had 10 or 11 targets. Like, maybe they go bye-bye. Like, it's tough to say with Zach Wilson. I hear you. I hear you on that yeah, he, he does have that gunslinger mentality. He's going to want to push the ball down the field. He's also going to want to scramble sometimes. Like Right. So Tied for 11 targets with Garrett Wilson for the most on the team. Okay. He had six catches for 53 yards. And he, he's been, I think he had 10 la- the, pre- the previous week before that. Yeah, he's had double-digit like, targets like two weeks in a row. I think Michael Carlos had double-digit targets two out of these three weeks as well. So Is that a product of just because Flacco's there and they have to throw the ball 50 to 60 times? Or like is Zach Wilson going to re- rely on the running backs in the, pa- in the passing game? I mean, 
we'll see going forward. They get they get enough. Yeah, weapons there now. They yeah. got some weapons in New York. It's just yeah. a matter of Zach can perform. So that's the big question mark is Zach Wilson. Again, most of these guys are they're, they're essentially flex plays at this point in time until we see how it develops and then if except Zach, for Tyler Conklin somehow. Except for Tyler <laughs> Conklin. You can so apparently funny, man. I see this name on those lists and I remember the Tyler Conklin that like I've had Tyler Con- I, I feel like we've all had Tyler Conklin on, our, on the end of our bench at one point in our lives, and it's just like, it, it's kind of mind-boggling to me. I don't like it. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It doesn't, fit, it doesn't fit in the box that I've created, like, very neatly. Yep, no. He's blowing it up. Yeah, I guess. Dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> he was a jag like Irv Smith and Cole Komet until this year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tight ends, I hate them. <laughs> Such a tough position, man. Yeah. We're moving on. Let's yeah. move on to another game that we all hated. Yep. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was a win for the Packers, 14-12. to 12. Man, what a boring game this was, man. The most exciting part was the last drive because yeah. the Buccaneers got their touchdown. They had two field goals. They got their touchdown on the last drive and then had to go for the two-point conversion for a possibility to tie the game and take it to overtime. They were off, or they were they should have had a delay game on both the touchdown and the two-point conversion, which they did get it on the two-point conversion. So they they got backed up on the two-point conversion. Part of the reason they didn't get it, but the offenses looked awful. Yeah, um, Mike Evans was suspended. Chris Godwin didn't play. Julio Jones didn't play. It was Russell Gage and Rashad Perryman. Sorry to jump on that. Yeah. Let you go. We'll get, get through the uh, for the scoring for the Packers. They were led by Romeo Dobbs, twenty-one point three. I really enjoyed that first drive where he caught a bunch of passes and a touchdown. He looked good, man. Oh, did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. You're a Dobbs truther, so I am. Even though his name's not Dobbs, hey, it is what it yeah. is. Aaron Rodgers, sixteen point one points. And Alan Lazard, 14.5. A little bit disappointing day from Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. The running backs didn't do much in this game. Tampa Bay shut down the run game. Um, on the Tampa Bay side, we mentioned it was Russell Gage. He had 24.7 points. Tom Brady, quite disappointing with his 14.74. Leonard Fournette, 12 points. And uh, Cameron Brait. Remember him, guys? Yeah, I remember Cameron Brait. 10.2 points. Where's Kyle Rudolph? <laughs> mm. I don't know. He's on this list. It's weird. Yeah. Who could saw that one coming? I thought for sure Kyle Rudolph would have been on here. Uh-huh. Um, so, so as far as the teams are going, uh, after that initial drive where they had a lot of success with Romeo Dobbs, the Packers then decided to stop throwing the football because they didn't need to because they were ahead for most of the game because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't score a touchdown until their final drive. So, you know, there's that. Allen's are only 14.5 points. He had six targets. Dobbs had eight. We'll see. I, I'm still nervous about starting either one of them. But, you know, Lazard's more of a flex play for me. Dobbs, I need to see another week before I'm comfortable throwing him into the starting lineup. He could have a dud this upcoming week. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure who they're well, playing off the top of my head. But we didn't mention also with with the Packers wide receivers. Christian Watson was hurt. Watson didn't play. Sammy Watkins is on IR, so he's out for another three weeks. Um, Christian Watson practice today. Though. He practice. He's expected back this week. So but we'll like, see how much what work is he going to get in the first week back? I know? don't know that it's a matter of getting a, a lot of work. I think if he gets four targets, that's two targets coming from you know Dobb and Lazard right. each, yeah, yeah, yeah. and already low volume passing game. So mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, Mike Evans was suspended. He will be back this week. He's the wide receiver one on the team going forward. I'm yes. comfortable as a top ten wide receiver yeah. for Mike Evans. Godwin's practicing again too. I don't know if he's going to play, but he's back at practice. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, it's going to be a few weeks before you can fire Godwin up with any sort of confidence. I mean, you might have to 
Uh, it might get to the point though where you you have to start got one, and that's just is what it is. Well, it probably is where it will get to. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's at, not like the season goes that long, you know. Sometimes you just gotta fire the guys up that you have, you know. And you know, you come in. The man does work, dude. Once he's back and healthy, you're playing Chris Godwin. Yes, exactly. I mean, you saw what he did last year before injury. Brady likes him yep. underneath security blanket. He's gonna catch passes. He's efficient in what he does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Chris Godwin did not practice today. He practiced yesterday, then. A lot of people, I feel like, didn't practice today for the Bucks, though, so I don't know if they were just resting guys or what was going on. Godwin got a rest day. Practiced yesterday. It was it's okay. so strange. They rest, That's what I'm saying. The Buccaneers rested a bunch of people today, and like the Colts rested a bunch of people yesterday. It was crazy. Uh, things. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, so Leonard Fournette is a top 15 to top 20 running back, or, you know, higher, top 20 to top 15 running back for me. He's been consistent. I mean, as consistent as running backs can be thus far through the season. He's solid. He's, you expected more when you draft him, but the, how bad the running back position Did he is. have a lot take of 12? touchdowns last year? Did Fernando? He had a lot of catches. A lot of catches, okay. He had like 75 catches, I think, last year. That really upped well, his value, yeah, well, and he's not getting yeah. as much this year. And I think part of it is with the injuries they've suffered to their offensive They're line. He's had to chip block. block and, just stay in the block. Yeah, yeah so... Again, a little bit down for Fournette. I think he has a safe. I think the problem with all the running backs right now is all the guys we like for having big games. They've got relatively safe floors at like ten to twelve points, but we're not seeing any twenty-plus point games coming from most of these running backs at all. So I mean, that's just what people have to brace yourself for at this point until we see things start to change. Moving on from this game, so Leonard Fournette still a start. Russell Gage is a flex play at this point, depending on the health of the other wide receivers. Once Chris Godwin is back, he becomes a riskier play. If Julio Jones is there, I'd still feel like filing Russell Gage up out there over Julio Jones. He's been banged up. Not starting Cam Brady, not starting Tom Brady at the moment. No Brady? Nah, you're not starting him, but you're going to see him on the list a couple times. All right, all right. All right. Moving on to the next game, Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Los Angeles Chargers 38-10. to That was unexpected. I mean... Yeah, the Je- the Los Angeles Chargers were banged up. They were, but like 38-10? I, mean, to 10? I thought at least, like, even if Herbert doesn't play and Chase Daniel plays, I, sp- I thought that would I be mean, a bit of a closer s- game. You yeah. stars that was- like uh, Zay Jones out here playing and Travis Etienne. I mean, what do you expect? So, again, Justin Herbert's playing through broken rib cartilage, so he's in... Some pain as he's out there playing. I'm sure they give him something to help him try to get through the games and manage it a bit, but it's still going to be painful every time he, you know, tries to throw and step back to take a pass. Keenan Allen missed this game, if I'm not mistaken. Or did yep. he play? Yes. He left practice again today. Seemed like he re-aggravated his, his hamstring injury. So Keenan Allen missed last week's game. Mike Williams disappeared from the game for whatever reason. Jalen Guyton tore his ACL in that game. Joey Bosa, it's... Do they have Joey or Nick? I always mix this up. They have Joey. Uh, right? They have Joey Bosa. Yes, yeah. Joey Bosa yeah. suffered an injury. He's gone on IR, so he got knocked out of their game. So they've lost some pressure up front. Yeah, they did. They just got really between the quarterback and everybody is banged up on that team. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough season for them. It's just it's, classic Chargers. Yeah, once you get a little bit of hope, yep. it's ripped away. It's so, off, dude. So their top scorer was Josh Palmer with 15.9 points, Austin Eckler 13.3, and Justin Herbert 12.58. They're the only three players on that team who eclipsed double-digit fantasy points, not what we were expecting from the Chargers. They only scored 10 points in the game. On the other side of the ball, Trevor Lawrence having himself a day under Dougie Peterson, 25.18 points, Zay Jones with 24.5, James Robinson 20.6, Christian Kirk 19.2. 
Marvin Jones Jr., 13.3, and Travis Etienne with 10.5. That's how I kind of thought the Jacksonville Jaguars offense would look like. So, uh... I just think that, you know, Doug, again, we're, you've been a huge Doug Peterson fan. We've all been Doug Peterson fans. I don't think anyone has to really hate it. I had a problem with how coaching was happening. Not so much the coaching, but like I said to you on point during that his final season, I was like, something is off here. Like, what they're saying isn't matching what we're seeing on the field as far as what they're playing. There's what they're telling us most happening. There's a disconnect. We, and we knew it. And, of course, after everything happens, it's like, yeah, we all saw it. So, we're Doug Peterson fans. He's turned that team around. They've got talent there with Trevor Lawrence and even, you know, Christian Kirk and just talent on, you know, lines around there. Uh, I am – Christian Kirk is a start going forward. He's a top ten wide receiver yeah. at this oh, yeah, point. Dude. Can we pull up his last three, his, his first three dude, weeks? I mean, dude's having a he's been balling, man. season, dude. He he's been balling. What's he right now? Wide receiver one. You bought him in the offseason. You are – You're loving it. That is, you know, big Cri- brain right there. Christian Kirk's finishes were wide receiver 19, 7, and 14. 17.7 points, 25.8, and 19.2. They paid the man, right? They paid the man. <laughs> they paid the man. Wide receiver six in terms of total scoring and PPR. I mean, damn. Yeah. Right, he said, I'm not worth that money. What? Yeah, he's the, what? Op- he's the opposite of Chase Edmonds. So watch this. Yeah. But. No. Oh, that's what I'm going to fall out of my chair. We continue our theme of Rich trying to put a hole in this wall back uh, here dude, yeah. that we are then going to yeah. paint a mural of Gabe Davis. Gonna, yeah, Gabe Davis. Did, you say, did you hear it on the pod? We were no, talking about I, I, I didn't catch that one. But <laughs> yeah, when, when I finally do, it'll be a picture of Gabe Davis. Cool, I appreciate that. <laughs> Cover up the hole. Yeah. Yeah, let's, well, no, I'll fix the wall first. Fig- oh, you'll fix the wall hey, first. Hey, yeah, yeah. You, you do have experience putting people through drywall, so. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> the Jaguars are playing the Philadelphia Eagles this week. The Philadelphia Eagles have a decent secondary. They have been giving up some points to wide receivers and running backs, though. So Christian Kirk is still a start. Just temper expectations. He might only have, you know, 12 to 15 points this week. Boo-hoo. Still starting him. Zay Jones and Marvin Jones are a little riskier. I'd start Zay Jones over Marvin Jones at this point. He's got more upside. That's more, like, that's an upside flex play. No, I'm firing Zay up Zay Jones. I'm firing him up if I got him. I don't have him. I'm firing him up in that flex spot. There you go. That's bold. With yeah. the game script, I think Against it might. Against the birds? Was that? Against the birds this week? I mean, dude, I mean, come on. I got to be a, a neutral perspective here. Okay. James Robinson, I'm going to have ranked higher than Travis Etienne. That being said, I think this game script might favor Travis Etienne a little bit more if the Eagles get ahead and they have to pass more. But at this point, James Robinson's been one of the top performers of the running back position. You've got to start him if you have him. Game I mean, offseason. Again. It's so crazy. Part three. <laughs> His finish is running back 11, running back 8, running back 7. Oh, You're starting James Robinson. Back oh. from the Achilles, man. We got to clap it up for yeah, you. Yeah, hold on. Can I, I have to clap, my, clap it up for myself who trade away Damian Harris or James Robinson. That's <laughs> robbery, man. That's robbery. robbery. <laughs> Just the fact that, like, Achilles has been a death sentence for running yeah. backs. Mm-hmm. Once you get that, like it's over. Yeah, like yeah. you might be able to bounce around for a couple years as a backup or something, but like your days as a true lead dog are done. Yep. And then James Robinson's like, hey, I've been doubting my whole life. Cause yeah. watch this. Dude, he was yeah, he was born in the yep. in the darkness. Played FCS, right? I don't think he played FBS. He came yep. FCS, undrafted. Yeah. Stole the job in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. His injury doesn't hold him back. Nope. He's back and he's producing, man. It, it is awesome. Etienne is a flex play if you're desperate at running. <laughs> if you're desperate at running back, if you suffered an injury to David Montgomery or DeAndre Swift, and you don't happen to have the handcuff. 
On the flip side of that, Joshua Palmer seems to be a safer bet to start than Mike Williams. He probably doesn't have the ceiling, but he's got a safer floor. Oh, now we're, we're due out for a nice Mike Williams 30-point game. Yeah, he's due. After he's due. This is what happens. <laughs> Austin Eckler, you're still starting going forward. He's gotten double-digit fantasy points every week. You're taking that from a running back at the moment. You're still starting Justin Herbert. Next game, Los Angeles Rams beat the Arizona Cardinals 20-12. to Hold on, hold on. Justin Herbert needs to be monitored before you fire him off this week. For his injury, in case yeah, he doesn't play. Yeah, so you, have to, you have to make sure you check Saturday and probably early Sunday. I'm not sure what time he plays at. I'm sorry, I just assumed yeah. since he played last week he was going to play this yeah, week. Yeah, he's definitely going to play, but they're, if he plays the way he played last week, you don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, so keep, keep an eye out on him. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it's just, again, with a lot of leagues, like, again, I've, I have some leagues where I was looking at other quarterbacks, and it's hard to find a quarterback that I'd rather start than him at the moment. You yeah. know what I mean? If you want to fire up Geno Smith or whatever instead, go. I mean, it worked out for you last week, so it may not be a bad idea. Yeah. All right, moving on. Los Angeles Rams beat the Arizona Cardinals 20-12. to Sean McVay continues to own Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals. Cooper Cup, 16.4 points. He scored a rushing touchdown this week with no passing touchdowns, I believe. Something happened that I think prevented that, that Rich was not a fan of. Ben Skoranek got 10.6 points. Matthew Stafford, <laughs> 10.16 points. Cam Akers, 10.1. And Tyler Higby, 10.1. Cam Akers is taking over as the lead back from Daryl Henderson, it would seem. He's getting yeah. more involved every week. His Akers wild. looks good, too. Yeah, he's man. starting to look like uh, he might be a person. He's looking like he's back. I don't want to say so. he's just a guy yet. So I'm still holding off on starting Cam Akers. Again, absent like an injury to somebody with me out having their backup, Montgomery, Swift, something like that. If that's the case, I you know throw Akers out there and hope. Cooper Cup, you're still starting. Allen Robinson is a risky flex play at this point. He's only getting about he's gotten what max five targets in a game at this point. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's hard to start him, but with where you drafted him, you may have to, depending on who you have available. I mean, like, maybe a guy like Zay Jones is out there on the waiver wire. I'm more comfortable, I think, firing up Zay Jones than Allen Robinson. Dude, I am too. As crazy yeah. as that sounds, yeah. it's man. Not crazy. As crazy as it it's sounds, it's not crazy. It's not. I mean, again, it just seems like Matthew Stafford's soloing in on Cooper Cup. Yeah, that's all he's got eyes for. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Flip side, Higby, man, Higby's starting to, to generate more targets. Yeah, yeah. Higby's a safe play at tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've just been hearing his name a lot more recently. He's, he's got. Awesome. He's got a safer floor. <laughs> so. Other side of the ball, Marquise Brown got 28 points. He had like 14 or 15 <laughs> yeah, catches. He just averaged like five yards per catch or yeah, something. He went nuts. Yeah, dude. I mean, he was due for one, man. <laughs> he was. With like, how about Dorch, though, with, with a solid 17, man? Dorch, dude. What is going on over here? Marquise Brown went berserk. You think he had 17 targets? <laughs> dude, it's so funny, man. We got Rondell Moore's Alvin <laughs> It's out of control. Oh, man. I want, yeah, it's, it's fun. So you're starting Marquise Brown because. DeAndre Hopkins is still out for two more, well, three more weeks, actually, four, five, and six. He's still out yeah. for three more weeks, so if you're firing up Marquise Brown until then. Dude, yeah. A.J. Green, is seems like he's injured and he's yeah. going to miss some time. So, no, no, um, this is related to Greg Dortch. As long as A.J. Green and Rondell Moore are out, Greg Dortch is a flex hold, play. Hold on, but slow down for a sec. Dortch is also a monitor. He uh, got hurt, and he's not. he hasn't practiced in full. Keep an eye on him. And more is supposed to be back. I don't expect him to be worked in quickly. He returned to practice. So this is like a weird week for Dork uh, because you, at this point, if you've been watching him, you probably do want to fire him up. But it's you got monitor situation through Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Uh, 
Kyler Murray, 13.36 points. He continues to struggle along with the rest of this Cardinals offense. I don't know what's going on with this. Again, it's hard. If you have a backup tight end, you can start over Kyler Murray. You can do that. But if not, if you're looking, again, I don't know that I trust Daniel Jones or Matt Ryan or Geno Smith that much more than I trust Kyler Murray at this nah, point. You're, you're going to fire up Kyler. Better days are ahead. Zach Ertz, 10.5 points. You're starting him at tight end. Solid production. I'm, a solid production for a tight end. But what are you going to do? Next game, Atlanta Falcons versus Seattle Seahawks. Falcons win 27-23. to Cordero Patterson shows out again, 22.3 points. He's a solid starting running back going forward again. So can we check on his status? Because he didn't practice the past two days or something. Who is this? Has anybody practiced this week? No one practiced. <laughs> who, who is this? Cordero Patterson. Are you talking about practice? Eh, well, I got miss miss a day. You know, especially you miss back to back. I'm just I'm like, I don't know, if, is he hurt, or are they resting him back-to-back days? Like, what is he going is, on? How old is this dude? He's, is he is he? he's in his 30s. Old old is non, non-Tom Brady player. Like, it feels like he's, I've heard his name forever. He's been around for yeah, a long time. But, um, oh, hey, we got Kyle Pitts over here with 13 points. Falcons withheld Patterson from a second straight practice for rest-related reasons. He's sleepy. Two days old. Knee is his injury, so we'll see. Keep an eye on that. If Patterson plays, play him. I mean, yeah. What are you gonna do? He's got twenty points twice this far in three weeks. That's what you're gonna take from a running back again at this point. The very rare super late age, like just dominance. What is this? It's resurgence because of good coaching. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, I mean, Arthur Smith is a very good offensive coach. Mm Mm-hmm. He unlocked Tannehill. He turned Tannehill around when he got to Tennessee, and he yep. goes to Atlanta. He's turning, unlocking Cordell Patterson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he knows what to do with some guys. Yeah. He just he understands how to use. Yeah, Not what? Kyle Pitts usually, but <laughs> I mean, Kyle Pitts. He had a good week this week. No, yeah. he had a good week, and it's yeah. impressive. But yeah, Smith, he's gonna. He understands how to use his players and right. get his guys good opportunities and what they're good at. That's fair. Marcus Mariota, 15.56 points. Drake London, 14.4. Kyle Pitts, 13.7. Kyle Pitts finally shows up. Side note, Jelani Woods has more career touchdowns than Kyle Pitts. Sorry for that stat, Mike, but just thought I'd throw that out there. Jelani Woods has two career catches. He has more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts. Dude, he's just a beast, man. Kyle Pitts, you're still starting going forward at tight end. This is what you're expecting to see, 13.7 points. Drake London is a wide receiver, too. Maybe a flex player, wide receiver, three, depending on how deep you are at wide receiver. I'm throwing him out there. He's had double digit. He's had 12-plus points every week he's from Drake London. too. Yeah. I mean, with upside. There you go. Geno Smith on the flip side of that, 18.9 points. DK Metcalf, 17.4. 17.4. I don't know why I said that weird. Tyler Lockett. He does have a pulse, though. He does. Hey, Metcalf does have a pulse. He's alive. Tyler Lockett, 16.6. And Will Disley, 12.4. So, what are we doing with the Seattle Seahawks wide receivers here, Rich? <laughs> Tyler Lockett, 11 targets. DK Metcalf, 12. Tyler Lockett seems to have been getting more volume the last few games than DK yes, Metcalf. He's been getting a lot of targets. and. DK hasn't been getting a ton of work down the field, is what he's best at. Yeah, I'm a little concerned, man. I, I don't know if he's a he's a surefire start going forward. Yeah, I, mean, I, a, I don't know. Maybe matchup. He's. he's I, I like his matchup this week. Yeah, like I, I have him, and I'm playing him this week. I mean, they're playing Detroit, and Detroit's been giving up a ton I think of points right now. Rating him as like a wide receiver too, with like very good upside, is probably the way I see him. I mean, I mean, I, but, I think. 
maybe wide receiver three with that's that what I'm saying dependent yeah. like matchup dependent like a good matchup I'm moving them into like back end wide receiver two mm-hmm. but a, a medium a mediocre or a bad matchup I gotta move them down to wide receiver three yeah. territory yep same thing with Tyler Lockett for me. I mean, back-to-back weeks with 11 targets, that's just kind of a safer floor. So maybe not the ceiling that DK Metcalf might have, but a somewhat safer floor. So, again, the strategy you want to go with, depending on how you the rest of your team is shaped, do you want the higher upside play? Do you want the safer floor play? It's crazy that's kind of flipped because it used to be the opposite where DK Metcalf was the safer bet to get a bunch of volume and Tyler Lockett was the big play guy who would you know have 40-point games here and there. So it's crazy that that's kind of flipped. As far as the running backs go, you know, Kenneth Walker is back. It's eaten into Rashad Penny's work. Neither one of them is really showing up as far as fantasy points is concerned. You're not starting either of them. And we already did the Atlanta Falcons. So, Denver Broncos for San Francisco 49ers, if you want to call this a game. Snooze fast. Yeah, the only thing I have in here was Corlin Sutton looked good. Yeah. Melvin Gordon outshined Javante Williams. Yeah. 11, 11 to 10 Broncos against the 49ers. I'm nervous about both teams here. I mean, shout out Jimmy G for stepping out of the back of the end zone. And yeah. giving a safety. Yeah. That was. He looked bad this game. There's no doubt about it. He did not look good, man. He looked bad. His passes are wobbly. (laughs) It was quality entertainment, though. He didn't think he was going to have to play football again. He was like, I'm done. (laughs) So, Cortland Sutton had had 17.7 points. Jerry Judy was playing a little banged up. I think he got hurt again in this game. Maybe not, but he was playing through some injuries he had last week. Melvin Gordon, 16.5 points. Despite the fact that Melvin Gordon continues to fumble the ball, they keep giving him opportunities at the goal line, which is infuriating as a Javante Williams owner because you would think that if one guy had fumbled the ball three times that you would stop giving him the ball in crucial situations like that. But no, let's just keep going back to him. So He's got to prove himself now. Yeah. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams are both going to be ranked close together as low-end RB2s, borderline flex plays. Javante Williams has not turned out to be... As good as people were saying he was gonna be. Here I mean, summer. it's this offense. It's so it's I the offense, it. but I mean, you just people knew take about the, the player offense, out of it. And look at the talent. No, pe- like you can see why people were hyping him up. He's yeah, incredibly talented. Yeah, he is. When he's getting opportunities, he's gaining yards. No, I, I, just, I, I don't. I just I don't, don't give him the opportunity. I I I one percent expect him to be a lot better as the season goes on, as as his career goes on, you know, the rest of this year, next year. But I'm just saying right now, it's like, oh, yeah, man, we're still waiting. A, yeah, you're hoping this team still gets waiting. it together. We thought that, you know, this would be one of the highest scoring teams out there. In all honesty, like, the other three teams in the AFC West are, like, collapsing, and it looks like the Chiefs could run away with this division again because the Chargers are imploding, the Raiders are imploding, I mean, and the Broncos just... I, I don't even know what's imploding. There's nothing to implode. They have Chiefs not gotten anything two and going. 2-2 after this week. They got the Bucks. It's a tough game. Okay. The Bucks haven't been playing particularly well. On the 49er side of the ball, Debo Samuel, 12.9. Brandon Ayuk, 12.9. Jeff Wilson, 11.6. I don't think that's what you're expecting from Debo Samuel, where he drafted him. It's a little disappointing. Again, this whole offense I'm kind of down on. It's dis- it was disappointing with Trey Lance. It's still disappointing with Jimmy G. Debo Samuel is just not getting the volume that he was getting last year. He's a wide receiver. He's, again, he's a bottom. He's a wide receiver, too, essentially. Um, at this point, not a wide receiver one. With with how high scoring has been at the wide receiver position, too, you'd expect a little bit more from Debo, right? Yeah. But, again, the offense didn't get anything going. That's all you can do. Brandon Ayuk is, you know, a flex play if, if at you're best. at best. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. matchup dependent oh, flex. A lot of other. I don't want to play him. A lot of other wide receivers have been much more. He's, you know, he's successful. a bye week guy. Right yeah. Now that's what he is. Jeff Wilson Jr., I'm not really trusting in a lineup again, absent injury to a starter. So, 
Get to the last game of the week. Another clunker, Dallas Cowboys versus New York Giants. Cowboys pull it out 23-16. to CeeDee Lamb, 22.7 points. Ezekiel Elliott, 14.5. He gets a touchdown to salvage his day. Cooper Rush, 12.4. Tony Pollard, 10.5. And Noah Brown, 10.4. Good to see you, CeeDee Lamb, getting the volume, getting some fantasy points out there, getting back into it. CeeDee Lamb is now a top a top 10 wide receiver going forward. I can yeah, trust yeah, him in the lineup. Nice long drop as well. Yeah. Oh, it could have been, been a monster oh, day man. for him. But again, I believe he had 11 targets or so. He definitely had double-digit targets again this week. and I, That's every week that he's had double-digit targets. So you're throwing CeeDee Lamb out there. He's your starter. Ezekiel Elliott, I'm nervous about Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard just looks like the better running back back there. He does. What, uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, you know. I was going to ask a question, but now I already know the answer. Okay. I was trying to give you guys an opportunity to talk because I was running through because I was trying yeah, to get us done quickly. Here you go. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah, the only fantasy relevant players on the other side were Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley, 22.6 points. Daniel Jones, 13.74 points. Saquon Barkley is a top 10 running back going forward, as much as it pains me to say it. Again, he's a, you want to worry about injury with him. That was my main concern. Not necessarily, well, I mean, his production even was down when he was on the field last year. That's because he was banged up. Daniel Jones, again, I don't, I can't trust him in my starting lineup. There, yeah, they lost Sterling Shepard to a torn ACL in this game, so he's down to Kenny Galladay, Kadarius, <laughs> Kadarius Tony, who they refused to buy in the offense. Bottom feeder superflex teams are playing Daniel Jones. Like you don't want to be playing Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, and you know, look, look into Richie James if you, if you Richie James, that's a guy. He's <laughs> that's yeah, him. I mean, dude, he's him. It was painful to see Sterling Shepard go out like the way he did. I mean, the big thing here is. Uh, Barkley. Yeah. I mean, dude, he is. I mean, like, you can be concerned, though, he might get re injured, but, like, dude, all right, like, anybody can get re injured. Yeah, you start until then. Great right now. I said he's a top 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I'm I'm in a total agreement. It's just, but it's one of those things that if you you rolled on him this year, you know, that you are cashing out on that because not a lot of other guys that were taking that that ADP are putting out, you know, like, that's a great pick for this year in redraft. Or if you have him in Dynasty, I mean, gosh. Mm-hmm. You're, so you're getting that. You're squeezing the lemon right now. You're feeling good. Yeah. All right. So that wraps it up as far as the recaps from the rest of the games from week three. Uh, any final thoughts or anything to wrap this up before we get going? Anything that we missed or anything that I, any team you wanted to say something about that I brought over as far as feeling good or bad about them? Cardinals. Um, ben Skranek is still a jag no matter what. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Oh, and then I also, uh, this is uh, from, not this episode, but before I heard uh, the announcer, one of the commentators said, on Chenault's long touchdown, Asta LaVisca. And, uh, that's a thing. He just jinxed him. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> Asta LaVisca. Yeah. What about you? Anything? No, nah, I think... Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, go birds. <laughs> go birds. Final Absolutely. thing I got is with all the people that are injured, you need to monitor the injury report closely and not just Friday's injury report because I imagine there's not going to be a whole lot of clarity coming from Friday. I mean, there's going to be clarity for people, some people on Friday, but like this could be another thing where a lot of people who missed and then were limited are limited again and things like that. So check in. The first game this week airs at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Catch you nice. need to check in early. Or the for the injury report. Fingers crossed, dude. But here they don't release the injury report until an hour and a half before oh, the game. Kegs and eggs, get up. 8 a.m. is yeah, when the first injury report will come out for the Vikings-Saints game. Ain't no sleeping in this Sunday. The Vikings-Saints game Vikings-Saints game is the first game. you got Dalvin Cook, you've got Alvin Kamara, you've got Chris Olave. 
Kirk Cousins, people are probably starting. Possibly Adam Thielen. There's a couple of fantasy relevant people you need yeah, to check on for the start of this game. Quite a few. It is so. a it is an interesting time in uh, the dynasty leagues right now because you know you might have some teams that are down in the in the dumps, and it's it's time to start looking at making moves uh, if you're going to contend or if you're going to rebuild. You know you yeah. can hold your guys longer if you want to rebuild. But it's time to start assessing. It's time to yeah. start assessing. Maybe you know now to week six, like figure out where you are. Take a good, hard look at your team. Yeah, be honest your, with yourself. Yeah, be honest. Look, can you compete? Or yeah. is it time to maybe, you know, Sometimes you can get more value retool. by moving earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Move a guy or two. See what you can get. Yeah, before the market dictates what people mm-hmm. are worth. You set the market. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Be the first one to strike. Yeah. All right, so that's going to be it from us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Fantasy Oddball. You can also catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your audio podcasts. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich Al. Mike Boyle. Later.